sinasabi ng mga kwento, meron daw itong podcast na walang may alam kung anong nangyari. Itong mga pagtatala ay tungkol sa mga laro na gawa gamit ang salamangga ng HTML5. Ngayon, ito ay bubuhayin ulit na Jeffrey Blair at Matt Hackett. Ito ay Lost Cast. Musika para sa Welcome to Lost Cast 100. Man, what is this big number? Who are you? I'm Matt. I'm Jeff. You see this? First names. We're changing stuff based on your feedback. We are? We are. This is the Lost Cast about Lost Cast. The Metacast. Sort of, but I noticed we already had a Metacast. So I was going to say, didn't you call something Metacast already? I did, yeah. I don't know what it was. I guess we were talking about Lost Cast. Probably when I first made Logcast, the thing that shows the charts and graphs when we went through AWS and started going through the access logs mm. and all that stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> another thing is we, we need to stop telling the same stories over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some recurring themes. Uh, so this is all about the survey data we've been collecting for the last several episodes and also kind of just a general Metacast talk about um, the podcast itself, how we do it, what's been working, what hasn't been, all that jazz. I uh, like jazz. We are live from Marina Del Rey, and That's what right. I mean is not... In person. Yes. <laughs> Coming to you. <laughs> Local cast, which already had that one too. Man, oh, repetitive yeah. cast. But anyway, uh, this is our first uh, in-person cast in quite a while. We're going to do three today. We're hitting yeah. it really hard. We're, we're working hard for you. And you know what's funny about that, actually, is we recently had a conversation about, should we even continue Lost Cast, right? We did. Ooh, scary times for Lost Cast. <laughs> and I think it was uh, a combination of things. We kind of looked at, uh, you know, our various offerings and what was working and what wasn't. And Lost Cast has always been one of those things that's had a positive reaction. You know, even yep. if we tweet something and nobody cares or we're, you know, we always post on Facebook and we get a couple of likes and those are always appreciated. But like, nothing's really had uh, that much success except for the podcast. It's like the one of the few <laughs> outreach things that we're uh, apparently doing at least a little bit right. Yeah. So. And we like to evaluate though. I mean, even if yeah. we love doing the podcast, we're always trying to say like, you know, with a two-person business, should we be doing X? Right. What's the best way to spend our time? Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I mean, there's no getting around it. It is a time sink, you know, at the very minimum. <laughs> best case scenario, it takes one hour to record it because it's right. usually about one hour. But it always takes uh, longer to edit it. And uh, I'm working on those tools. And it's actually helping me, you know, as a developer. Like, uh, right, I've got some scripts that uh, help me with editing and that kind of stuff. Um, but we're going to go over the survey data right now. We should I, talk about the new intro first. Oh, the new? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we actually... <laughs> In traditional Lost Cast fashion, we got off on so many tangents that we uh, we, we actually played the new intro because I hadn't heard it yet either. And I heard it without the music. I heard it just um, vanilla with Melissa's uh, really cool voice. And we were talking about it and I'm like, dang it, we, <laughs> we timed this badly because we weren't quite ready to record yet. Yeah, so we forgot. We, miss, we missed the initial reaction, but how cool is it? It's cool. So uh, my wife, Melissa, recorded an intro to Lost Cast uh, in Tagalog, which is the language of the Philippines. Boy, was I saying that wrong. You said Tagalog. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you you're say, a terrible say person. Say Tagalog. Okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> actually, I noticed on the way up here, there's a street called Mindanao. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a city in the Philippines. Oh. Yep. That's I get on that all the time. That's how I get... That's how you get out of... Yeah, Marina Del Rey. <laughs> the, the marina, basically. Yeah. You have to get on that road and then uh, 90 east or whatever. Well, they're all kind of like uh, cities or regions in that area, right? There's like Bali, Fiji, Mindanao. No, I didn't know that. I'm I'm happy to know it. There you go. Well, now you learned something new. Have you been? To Mindanao? Yeah. Or to Philippines? Yeah. No. Although we've talked about it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day? Yeah. 
So neither one of you are, uh, you know, not <laughs> like there's no reason she wouldn't want to go back and, and there's no reason you wouldn't want to go and all that. Yeah, no. Awesome. Oh, yeah. She lived there for like 14 years. So actually uh, kind of related to this. That's um, one of the reasons that we're recording three podcasts today is because you're actually traveling. I am. Taking to, a big trip. To that part of the world, no less. But not where your wife is from. No. Man. What kind of husband are you? <laughs> the kind of husband that wants to show her penguins because I don't think there are <laughs> penguins in the Philippines. Actually, she loves penguins, so I'm sure she uh, would probably rather that anyway. Yeah. So we're going to New Zealand. Awesome. Uh, in the beginning half of December, which is soon. Yeah, that's like next week. Sorry, December. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to uh, to New Zealand for a couple weeks. And uh, we'll be on. That's why we're doing kind of batch cast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's great. See, you should be coming up with these names, not I me. I should. Batch cast. Uh, but yeah, it'll, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going we're gonna to go mostly to the South Island of New Zealand and, uh, you know, hike and go to the Lord of the Rings filming locations. I was going to say, if I know uh, our listeners, then yeah, many of them were like, ooh, are you going to check out the Lord of the Rings <laughs> stuff? That was my first thought. I think that when anyone thinks of New Zealand these days, they're like, you know, are you going to see Saruman? <laughs> Saruman's tower? <laughs> like, that doesn't exist. One does not simply go to New Zealand without <laughs> right, yes. seeing Lord of the Rings stuff. <laughs> One does not simply walk to New Zealand. <laughs> right. You have to get on a 14-hour flight. <laughs> I'm pretty embarrassed by how funny I found that. Yes. <laughs> That's not cliche at all. Oh, and you uh, are going to be doing like a bloggity bloggerson? Yeah. So I'm not a big bloggity bloggerson. You of all people? Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Last time I went on a big vacation like this, or pretty much any time I go on a big vacation, I like take a bunch of pictures and then, you know, at the end of the trip, I think that I'm going to like go through them and like post and like pick out the best pictures and, you know, try surely to like, I'll do all that. <laughs> yeah, surely. <laughs> and it obviously never happens. So right. what I'm going to try this time, I mean, we'll see if I'm actually disciplined enough to do it, is that I want to... Uh, make a post with just a couple paragraphs about what we did every day and then post a couple photos. Yeah. And I think that that'll be easier. That's a really great idea. Because, you know, by the time you get home... I'll forget you, what we did the first day. Well, plus you don't really care anymore. Uh, you're kind of, you know, you've, you've right. traveled back. You're kind of over the trip. Now you're, you kind of want to get, get back, back on the rails. Yeah. And then you've got this big to-do list for yourself. And you're like, I've got this big to-do list in my inbox Right. You know, and Matt over here like, write some code or whatever. <laughs> like, you've, you've already got a bunch of work to do. You don't need a bunch of work from your vacation. That's really smart. And it's such a bigger job to go through like, you know, 2,000 photos. Yeah. Whereas if I just go through the photos I took that day, it's probably maybe, you know, 50 to 100 or a couple hundred, depending on where we went. Yeah. And the, the events of the day are fresh in my fresh mind. In so mind. I yeah, can I just write down that. and say, you know, oh, we went here, we did this. And then not only can I share it with friends and family, but then like I can go back and you know, oh, I remember like, okay, I guess we we went here and we did that. Yeah. I mean, not that I won't remember, but the details escape me sometimes. Yeah, that'd be especially useful for me because my memory is just complete garbage. Yeah, well. And, you know, I think that at the end of a, a vacation day, there's usually this period where you're kind of doing nothing. I know my wife and I, uh, Andrea, we like to watch bad TV. You know, we'll find yeah. like a cooking show. Or oh, yeah. We'll find something kind of either intentionally bad or just some guilty pleasure stuff. And so there's like an hour or two where you're just kind of doing that. Pretty much, yeah. And that wouldn't be bad to be like, okay, take half hour of that, upload those, you know, dozen pictures you took and write a paragraph or two. That's Exactly, smart. yeah. It's like a nice way to kind of unwind and like reflect on the day or whatever. So do you think you'll do it? I think I will at least do a few days of it. I think I will try. <laughs> I think I will try. <laughs> I, I have every intention of doing it. So, you know, but... 
I know myself and I know how things go on vacation and I may not. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And, uh, but we didn't forget about you, the Lost Cast listener. Ooh. So we're going to work hard and record three episodes today. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there were lots of complaints about the missing episodes and, uh, but all in good ways. Like there's going to be some negativity that will come through in the, not so much the stats, they're all pretty great, but the, the comments and, uh, and that kind of stuff, but just a little bit. And it's like, it's, it's in LDG style. It's kind of tinged with, you know, a critical eye. Yeah. None of it's like, you guys suck. I hate your podcast. I only listen because I want to watch you die. <laughs> There's none of that. You know, it's all like, hey, this isn't great. Here's a suggestion for improving. And that's that's totally how we like to do things. So well, that's one of the reasons we wanted to do the survey in the first place, right? Is to kind of get yeah. that. I mean, it's always nice to hear that people like it right. or what they like uh, is really important. But also what we can improve is always Exactly. And that's kind of what, basically what I wanted to know from the survey, because that's the reason to do it, right? It's not just to kind of outreach to the community and um, make people uh, feel like they have a voice and all that. But also, I, I really wanted to know, what should we talk about, right? Because yep. that's uh, that's what this show is. It's just us talking about things. I want to make sure we're talking about the things that people want us to talk about. So, how many responses did we get overall? I believe the final number. <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> Can we do a drum roll? It never goes well. It always sounds like a machine gun. Have yeah. you done one before? I've done at least a couple. Let's hear your Jeff Blair's drum roll. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I can take that audio right, slice right there. Here we go. Drum roll, please. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Make it, uh, I'll use that as an audio file. Uh, 76 in total, which I think is awesome. Uh, That's good. My best guess would be we could get like, the numbers kind of match up. You know what I mean? It sounds like, um, I've heard in general, you can get maybe one-tenth of your audience to actually um, respond to stuff, which would hmm. imply we have 760 listeners. But I think it's more like, um, if, if it was one-twentieth, which I think is, you know, that's 5%, it's probably a more reasonable number, that actually matches up with the, uh, the logcast oh. information I got from just yesterday, nice. which says that we have uh, just over 1,400 active listeners. Wow. Which is great. That's, that's more than I thought. Yeah. That's I'm, cool. I'm feeling really good about that. Awesome. So, out of those 76, um, let's go through kind of uh, the questions and the summaries first. And then uh, we had some really great comments, and we had also just some kind of, uh, there was a whole ton of praise, and so I kind of categorized that into a different um, area. But let's kind of go through it, and um, I guess let's start with, how did you discover Lost Cast? Well, I heard about Lost Cast the first time we recorded it. <laughs> At your house. You were working a game closer, and this guy walks up, Hey, Jeff. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was actually really skeptical about the podcast you were, at first. You were. It was, uh, I, had, I, had to whip, I had to whip it. Pull out the whip. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more like you had to convince me. You're like, it, oh, it'd yeah. be fun, and blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what you said now. I wonder if I could talk you into it today, because I'm pretty sure the only reason i was able to talk you into it is because you know we both were not the happiest at, the, at that job at the time yeah, you're like hey you want to go like get away for an hour and record a podcast and yeah, not a, be around e this when it's an easy sell yeah. you know what i mean but these days like picture it didn't exist and we didn't have this you know weekly thing we do and yeah you know i also think it's um it makes it easier to convince us to do like youtube and stuff you know twitch and the other stuff that uh that is good to do from a marketing and promotional perspective. Now that we have done this kind of a thing. Yeah, it's like the outreach and promotional stuff. Uh, it's, got a, it's got its foot in our door. <laughs> <laughs> Something awkward. I don't like the connotation there. <laughs> but 
we'll go with it. <laughs> Not backdoor, Jeff. That's <laughs> the metaphor. Yeah. Door sure. metaphor. <laughs> Door metaphor. So this was an open-ended question. Uh, it was just a text input. <clears throat> so there wasn't uh, like a... We're not going to have like a chart or a graph, but I, I did kind of apply that. I see. Because there, there were some trends. Um, there was lots of um, kind of open-ended answers. Like, the, you know, here's a big long sentence. And then um, for a lot of them, it was just like Google. We should do this like family feud style. What? <laughs> yeah. How is that going to work? Well, you know, like the family feud thing is like they have a question and they poll a bunch of people, right? And then survey they have, like, the says. Ne- survey says. <laughs> Reddit. Oh, man. Um, one, <laughs> one, of my, uh, one of my best friends from when I was growing up, I worked at Toys R Us with him. And there was something like... Um, Ah, my my brain is just fried. Who knows? This was such a long time ago. But we were going through like hundreds of surveys. I think it was something really related to do with like information we collected from customers or something. And like I, I did that where I was like, survey says for like the first one. Like, ah, ha, ha. We had to laugh about it, right? <laughs> but we had this kind of ongoing gag where like I would just beat jokes to the, to the <laughs> ground. And we were laughing about how funny it would be if I did it for every single one. Because oh, it was like, you know, a, the job for the day. It's like, you're going right. to spend the next six or seven hours doing this. And you got me... <laughs> I'm like horse from like survey says <laughs> I'm gonna beat you to death. Yeah, so wants to kill you again. by the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, a Toys R Us employee was murdered today <laughs> after he wouldn't stop saying survey says. <laughs> and then that's not my buddy. You said it too. You're gonna die. <laughs> Rushes at him from off camera. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, podcast everybody. <laughs> okay. Moving on. So. The number one uh, response will not uh, surprise anyone, I don't think, and that is Google. I'm shocked. What? <laughs> and appalled. Google is a massive source of traffic. Uh, so there were, and, and these numbers don't perfectly match up because uh, not everyone responded to everything. It was a very open-ended form where you could uh, answer just one question if you wanted to. So the, out of the 76 responses, there won't be like a, you know. <laughs> there won't be 76 answers for each question. Right. So what I'm saying is my numbers aren't wrong. Don't correct me. <laughs> Wow. They're You're like kind of preempting yeah. people analyzing. I'm preparing everyone for, for mistakes of mine. <laughs> I think we're all very prepared for your mistakes. Good. We've had 100 episodes of your mistakes now. Uh, that's a good point, yeah. So I think we're, we're all, you know. And I found, uh, I think go. this will kind of change the way that we podcast a little bit. The overall response is that most people who listen, listen to everything. And that gives us a good like direction to talk about, right? Because we know that people have... Like they kind of they they know to expect mistakes, right? <laughs> like, and they know like some of the backstories. We don't have to overexplain everything, and we should definitely stop saying the same stories and stuff. But it's that's useful information. Yeah, um, I but agree. There were so twenty three responses, uh, basically googled for something along the lines of HTML five podcasts or found us in that regard. That's just interesting because we haven't done a whole lot of work on SEO at all. No, we haven't I, really tried to make the you know optimize for keywords or anything like that we just kind of right. put it out there and i mean we do things like we do like the bare minimum seo right like we have meta tags for keywords and meta tags for titles and we yeah. have you know I, I think that like working at yahoo for so many years exactly. kind of beat the like <laughs> bare bones seo yeah things into our brains but other than that we haven't really yeah i think that tried. just kind of comes from having done it for several years like we actually launched the site in 2010 
Right. Didn't start the podcast 2012, but it's still a couple of years and that kind of stuff, you know, the longer it bakes in Google's database right. is usually the better. And then also, like you were saying, just kind of our general good web dev drops. Right. Like we write, we write semantic markup, we use elements mostly correctly, and, you know, it's easy for the... It's easy for Google to kind of consume our content. Yeah, exactly. And we have like a landing page per podcast and, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. But we never did do that step... Because, you know, Yahoo would do that with SEO optimization. Like, that was people's jobs, right? Where you go back yeah. and you make, you know, one of those hyper cards and you super optimize. Like, oh, make sure that this is actually in a header tag because blah, blah. Because something or another. And that stuff always changes as well. It does. Well, it's kind of like this arms race, right? Between people trying to game the search engine rankings. Right. And then the search engine trying to provide relevant results. Yeah, it's so responsive. I think our kind of tactic is just write good, clean markup you know, ha have stuff in the right place and just don't really worry about it too much. And then just content, right? Content's content is king. Content is king. Yes. So, um, the second place I think will also not surprise anyone. And that's Reddit. Mm -hmm. Especially since uh, I post a lot of our crap on Reddit. You know, someday here, like <laughs> this is one of my goals as our resident marketing guy. Marketing guy is I don't ever want to have to make another Reddit thread. Or uh, for the purposes of promoting Lost Decade or Lost Cast or anything. You want to have enough fans where. Where it just happens. It is, you're right, yeah. Like, you know, uh, I know you should never look at <laughs> never look at the crazy successes as examples, but, you know, Team Meat never has to make a Reddit thread. Right, yeah. People will do that for them. And, and on a lesser extent, you know, others get that same kind of treatment, but uh, definitely we don't yet. <laughs> That's sad. And so, I don't know, it always makes me nervous because on Reddit, there's, there's a lot of hate, you know? Uh, they're, like, really serious about moderation. Yeah. And they're really ruthless about self-promotion, it yeah. seems like. So... It seems like as a self-promoter, you're always kind of walking this line between like tripping the spam warnings and, yeah. you know, actually trying to get your content out to some people. Yeah, I actually posted that uh, a Wizards Lizard, the numbers, the sales numbers post that uh, we put on the blog and also on Gama Sutra. Um, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. I put that on Reddit and uh, I, I sent you a link and yeah. uh, you were like, oh, it's been deleted. And I went and I looked and it was deleted. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we were trying to share numbers and uh, those usually go pretty well on Reddit from yeah. what I've seen. And it's uh, it's like a nice thing to do because we don't have to show numbers. In fact, we wouldn't by default and we don't always because we're just like embarrassed by it, you know? Yeah. Uh, they're not always the best numbers. and But anyway, like I liked people just kind of generally helping. Uh, the Shovel Knight guys did that recently. I thought that was really nice to do. Well, there's it, been a few examples that we... That you we know, used that benefited us. Yeah, because we when right before we were about to launch on Steam, we kind of read somebody's post. I think it was Dust Force and a couple other ones right. that we kind of you know we're like, okay, our game's like in the same ballpark ish as some yeah. of these other games. So we kind of had a it an idea, like a measuring stick, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was useful for us, and so we thought it would be useful for others, and so we wanted to do it. Um, but actually, that post wasn't deleted, and it went on to do pretty well. I think maybe it got moderated and then someone unmoderated it. That's weird. Or something. I, I don't won't know. pretend to understand Reddit, but I am grateful for the traffic. <laughs> what I've heard though is I don't think this is like something specific to like the game development subreddit. Right. I think that Reddit as a whole has like these really strict guidelines about content. Yeah, they do. Uh, and so all of the subreddits have to comply. Actually. I, I, uh, I'm terrible. Reddit doesn't want me. I remember reading the guidelines and it was like one out of every 10 things you post, it's okay if it's self-promotion. Like they understand it's <laughs> part of the game. That's not what I do at all. It's like one out of... Uh, one out of 10 is not self-promotion. One out of one is about <laughs> one. Uh, I'm terrible. I, I've, I've been meaning to actually go and try to just be a person, like be a member of the community, but I don't know. It's scary and I'm busy. Well, and we're already... 
we have to be members of so many other communities. You know, we have to yeah. be on our own Steam forums. We have our own forums. We yep. have our Twitter. It's like Reddit. I just don't have time for Reddit. It's one of the reasons I, I quit. Uh, like I gave up IndieDB yeah. or ModDB, whichever you're more familiar with. I kind of feel the same way. Like, you know, oh, maybe I should be active on like TigSource or something, but yeah, no time. So, uh, man, how many tangents for this one, this one header alone? Yeah. <laughs> Very lost cast. So let's, uh, let's blast through these next uh, couple because I think the rest are, um, they're smaller numbers. They're kind of yeah. interesting that they exist, but they, they're all the minority from here point, from this point on, right? Like I think it's is, interesting to kind of deep dive a little bit into like, where does most of our traffic come from? Yeah. Because that's interesting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, the general, like, I don't know how to categorize all this stuff, but a general dev post, uh, so for example, like we've written some articles on HTML5 rocks. We have some GitHub repositories like, uh, with Steamboat, something you made, uh, Audia is an audio library that I made a while ago for HTML5 audio support. And there were, uh, seven responses in that category where it was like, I found you because I was looking at external development stuff. Nice. So that's kind of interesting. Um, an external forum was also a, uh, number four, um, that was also a really popular one, uh, especially HTML5GameDevs.com. Mm. Uh, Twitter. I'm not surprised that Twitter wasn't very high in the list because I think most people who actually follow us are probably already aware of LostCast. It's right. more of like they find the podcast, then find our Twitter. I think it's less that, you know, we get retweeted or something and someone finds the podcast that way. We didn't get a response. A lot of responses in that regard. Um, iTunes is... I'm really surprised by how abysmal iTunes has been in general. I was looking at these numbers I was tracking... And back in March, we had 13 ratings on iTunes. And yeah. I think they're mostly five-star. It's really great to have that. But I just checked, and over the last eight months, we've had four ratings on iTunes. Wow. That's I wonder if iTunes numbers. as a discovery platform for podcasts is like, it's not as big of a juggernaut as it once was. I feel like they're almost downplaying it. I went to apple.com slash charts, I think it was, or something. And and it's, it's basically all their store stuff, right? It's apps, and it's software for OS X, and it's... Uh, a lot of music stuff and videos and movies. There wasn't a podcast mentioned on the page. There's you know just no, no category for podcasts on charts. Why? There's no money in podcasts. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is <laughs> I was like, podcasts are one of those things where uh, it's the only category. And, and every single category they had listed there where money's not involved at all. Right. And you could probably charge for a podcast. And I, I know that some people do. Yeah, some people do. But like, you know, by and large, podcasting is not a super lucrative yeah, exactly. Endeavor. Yeah, it's more the crazy edge case. Um, I know Laser Time Podcast, which uh, I've actually been on before. I'll put a link in the show notes. But uh, they have like some paid for stuff. It's a it's a free show, and I think it's like three times a week or something. But uh, once in a while, they'll do what's that called? Like the Mystery Science Theater three thousand stuff. Oh, that's kind cool. of they'll do commentary over like, oh hey, a new show came out, and it's like Mar- you know, Marvel Agents of Shield or something. It's like in our wheelhouse, so. Let's uh, we'll comment do that. on it. Yeah, and they charge for it because it's kind of like an edge case thing, and it took a lot of work on their part. So, right, right. Um, next up, we got some uh, cross pollination stuff. Um, specifically, it was Impact JS, so our Dominic interview. Um, that would be also Greenheart Games interview, and then uh, Photon Storm interviews, and then um, other podcasts is listed there as well. I was also on VG Empire, so I think that could have got glommed in there. We were on a couple other podcasts too, Dark Station. Dark Station, And yep. there's been a couple other like edge cases where we've been on just once. Yeah. And then the interviews we do with, you know, other industry people. Yeah. Um, yeah. The cool. interviews in general are really interesting. We'll talk more about those uh, when, when we get to the section, what do you want to hear about? Um, but yeah, lots of in- interesting stuff there. So the next one is uh, specifically our simple HTML5 game 
baking tutorial thing. <laughs> I can't believe that to this day, that thing gets a lot of traffic. I don't know what it is. I'm actually surprised it's not higher up on the list because mm. that I'm almost positive. I haven't looked recently, but it's still like the highest traffic page on our website. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. If it's got good SEO, though. I mean, it's been around forever. Yeah, it has. There's probably a lot of like uh, incoming links to it from other parts of the web. It People has good linking mind to, share. You know, oh, yeah. that's that's kind of how Google works, right? Like, right. if your site is linked to from a lot of other sources, that's yeah, it ranks higher. Ranks higher. Yeah, it has like that deep web, like it's it's deeply linked. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's been around forever, and it's just kind of like your bare bones. Here's how you could possibly make things move around on the screen. Yeah. Using Canvas. Right. You know, no libraries, no nothing fancy. It's really easy to consume. So that's the thing, too. Yeah. I think that the success of that article was its simplicity. And that's, you know, we've been uh, trying to get back to simplicity for a long time, right? And we're hard. We kind of hold that torch. Sim- simple. But I think that that's a great example that, uh, especially like a simple tutorial, keep like it's keep your tutorial simple, right? Because the people who are following them are, you know, very newbie and they want to learn. And it's like, you know, keep things in steps, right? Yes. Like, don't try to do too much in one tutorial. Like, it's okay for tutorials to build on themselves, but... Exactly. Everything needs to be very discreet. Uh, the next one is California Extreme. There were a couple people who found us through there, which actually got me thinking that we should probably hit that harder. Yeah, we should... We don't really have a very big lost cast presence. No. And we should say, like, oh, you know, are you interested in this stuff? Like, check out our podcast, like a big sign or something. We, uh, if we were even better than that, we would be doing, like, a... We do a live show, at California Extreme, mm. like you could even have like a little audience there. You know, like the, we uh, actually, yeah, the first time we did it, I was on a little panel. It's so loud, though. Yeah, there's like beeps and boops and dings and yeah, people. I heard this one interview uh, Brett did on VG Empire with uh, uh, Vert Jake Kaufman, yeah. the well-known composer these days, and it was actually backstage. I think after his show, and it was crazy loud. I think once in a while, though, that kind of thing's okay. You know, it That's reminds true. you that it happens in the real world and it's real life. Wow. I think if it's an edge case, it's okay. You know, like once every six months we do a live show. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll try it at CAX next year. Maybe, yeah. I do think it's time to, to either we don't do it or we do something very different. We do have to like drive a long way to CAX this time. Oh, we do. We could drive together maybe. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't even don't even briefly consider it. Uh, <laughs> not, not for one moment. Uh, forget that. <laughs> in a car with Matt for Ugh. six hours? Oh, yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> Um, podcast applications and services like player.fm and podkicker, a couple of those. Yep. Uh, also, I guess I should have, uh, put these together with the, um, the kind of external dev, but, uh, open game art. I was kind of surprised by that. We've put a couple of our, huh. like, uh, mostly art packages we didn't really use like Lemcraft or bomb party, like games that don't really exist, but we made some <laughs> sprites for like, because you can't help yourself from drawing. I guess. Too yeah. early. Well, it's all, it's all practice. I'm going to make art. I love art, but I'm really bad at it. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, uh, it was really sad to see there was only one of Wizards Lizard and one uh, for Onslaught Arena. That's interesting. It's uh, It kind of speaks to the fact that Lost Cast almost lives in this different world from our games, you know? Yes. The people that are interested in Lost Cast, I mean, it started out as a game development focused podcast, and it still is to a certain yeah. degree. But, uh, you know, people that are interested in the podcast are probably likely interested in making their own games, running their own indie studio. Almost certainly, yeah. That's the feedback we're getting. But not they might not care about our games. So like, your games suck, but... We, we're also <laughs> seeing that a lot. That's, that's kind of like that tinge of the negativity I was suggesting earlier. Oh, yeah? And, and there is a bit of that, but I think it's it's understandable and it's okay. Yeah. You know, because 
we're into that. You know, we, we like the craft. It doesn't have to be all about us. And that's not all the conversations that we want to have. You know, we actually should talk more about other people's games because we love video games. You know, it's just kind of all us be- out as just a byproduct of we're the ones talking. Is right. <laughs> it well, it, it's hard because, you know, we live and breathe our own games all the time. So right. when we have to talk about something for an hour every week. Right. It, it kind of defaults to what we're working on. But, you know, that's not to say that you're not correct. Um, so, yeah. So here's some extra special ones that came out of the uh, How Did You Discover Lost Cast. So this was that one, Onslaught Arena. I had this great game idea. Then you guys made it, Onslaught Arena. Nice. I thought that was pretty funny. I'll say to this listener, do it anyway, because there can never be enough simple games that take place in an arena. Like, there can't be enough Gladiator games. And Onslaught Arena is full of holes. I mean, you could take that and do it better. And it's not to say that just because we made that game... Oh, there's the, there is now the de facto game that people go to when they want to fight an onslaught in an arena. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. we, we we barely scratched the surface there, so don't let that deter you. Do make that game. You know? I mean, look at a company like Blizzard. Their whole operation is basically taking existing game ideas <laughs> and genres and making them well executed and awesome. Yeah. I mean, not as a critical. I mean, obviously they're very creative and stuff like that. But if you look at their big properties, it's like okay, they took EverQuest and they made WoW. Right. You know, they took uh, Warhammer and they made Warcraft. Exactly. They, or Dune or any of those games. Or like a sequel, you know, let's say let's say you had Borderlands in mind, right? You're like, man, I want to make this game in my head. It's awesome. It looks really cool. It's cel-shaded. It's first-person shooter. Kind of meets, uh, you know, like Diablo meets Halo sort of. Right. Anyway, it's called Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, someone else made it. But, you know, there's sequels. Like, yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another one funny came to me in a vision. Interesting. I had a vision about an HTML5 podcast. Uh, it was interesting. The cast. Uh, I think it was when Mozilla released Browser Quest, which I know you didn't make, but which raised the profile of HTML5 games. Really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I think maybe there's a lot of people around that time because Browser Quest was really cool. Like, yeah. it kind of showed off some of the promises of HTML5. It wasn't just like, hey, move some graphics around in the browser. It was like networked and multiplayer, and like it kind of had like all these quests. Like, I played through the whole thing, it wasn't super long, right? But it was like a complete experience, yeah. You know, you could have your character and you start out killing rats, and then you go over here and you get some more gear, and then you go to the cave and you kill the boss, and you're done. It's like full stack, the complete circle of an actual game, and not like one slice, which we usually see with, with HTML5 game demos, right? Until yeah. then, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it was a really great example of what could be done in the browser, and I think that that got people interested in. HTML5 gaming. And I'll say this too. This is a good example of one of the reasons we still exist to this day. I, I really firmly believe this at this point. I think if we had started just writing C games or Java games or something, no one ever would have cared about us in the slightest bit and we probably just would have gone into business or something. It's because we've kind of been floating on this uplifting air of HTML5. Seriously. Yeah. The contracts, licenses, the the general interest we get. A lot of people just search for HTML5 this or that and they find us. That's benefited us. And it's been interesting because maybe because of the fact that HTML5 hasn't really delivered on all the promises. Yeah, people you know, still like want it. A lot of people are using Unity and things like that, which is, you know, in some respects, a better solution to game development, uh, it, depending on how, your perspective of it. In some but ways, definitely. there's a lot of people that really want to see HTML5 succeed. And yeah. so the fact that we're still doing it is, you know, interesting to some people. And some people probably want to see it fail as well. You know, it's yeah. probably reached that level of... <laughs> I listened to your podcast for that one episode where you guys are like, all right, we're closing up shop. I found this podcast called HTML5, The Bad Parts, and I was like, yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> it's awful. I knew it. But then I couldn't stop listening. Hey, it's actually... I remember that... Uh, I'm sure people have heard this before. Uh, half of Howard Stern's audience is people who hate his guts. 
maybe yeah something like that it's a weird human phenomenon right where you're the movie you know in. you're oftentimes interested in people that you they're you're angry with right yeah like oh i hate this i hate bill o'reilly or something it's a general <laughs> human thing you know it's it's a uh, hate is closer to love it's just a passion thing indifference is something where you just don't care and you turn a blind eye to it which is you know to go on a slight tangent you know remember when we <laughs> changed the name from crypto into a wizard's lizard and there was a reaction people liked it and people didn't like it yes and i don't say i won't say it's like love and hate necessarily but there was a more of a spectrum of reactions and, and less indifference and we took that as a good sign even yes. though people were like oh i don't like it and it's like well that's good. great yes good. we're glad that you don't like i'm it. just i'm glad you're here that's right. i'm glad you care yeah like that's that's one of the things whenever let's say someone makes like a like a hateful steam review or a comment or something i still like that's the saving grace you cared enough because right. if you were like, this is garbage, I just don't want it to exist in my life anymore, <laughs> you walk away, that's worse. Like, I'd almost rather someone spit on it than right. <laughs> not look at it. <laughs> I'm not spending one more, you know, brain cell on this stupid game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So the next section is, uh, we had these open-ended just comments are welcome. You know, I didn't know, uh, I'm bad at writing surveys and I'm dumb because I didn't recruit the help of my wife who's <laughs> really good at this stuff. So uh, I just had an open-ended comment section, but I think it turned out pretty well. Um, there's a lot of just general high fives and got to say just high five right back. It was awesome. Uh, but we took some choice bits out of them and I figured uh, we could just kind of go through and uh, round robin, like take turns um, reading them off. That's great. Patting uh, ourselves on the back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fun. Uh, actually, this one is, uh, and sometimes names are listed so we can uh, give a high five to a specific person. This is Daniel. Uh, early on, I might not have cared about Matt talking about picking out a Halloween costume, but... I've become very invested in you guys, and now I'm happy to hear about things like that. That was the actual quote part. But the first part was just my notes. Paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. um, this was really cool because I think that uh, it, it goes to show that you, you get a sense for who the people are, and you start to care about that stuff. And it can, it can color your opinions. You know, you could yeah. be like, you know, Matt sounds like a real jerk face, but Jeff sounds like this cool guy I can really relate to, and he's the one who liked, you know, Something. Destiny or whatever game, you know. And so I follow. It's like Siskel and FIFA. Eber. Remember Siskel and Ebert back when that was a thing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, um, I remember my parents, uh, I, I forget who preferred who, but one of them liked Siskel better and one of them liked Ebert better. And the most interesting times were when they didn't agree. Right. And so you have your, your curator. You know, it's the same kind of thing as like voting for a politician in America. Right. You Everybody someone, has their team, you know? Yeah. Someone yeah. whose uh, opinions you know and respect and therefore you trust them and their judgment kind of thing. Yep. Uh, also had a great idea about looking at Gama Sutra articles for topic ideas, which I think is really cool. Oh, that's a good do idea. That. Next time we don't know what to talk about, we should just look at Gama Sutra. It's a fantastic like, resource yeah, for game what's, developers. What's hot? Yeah. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes specifically. Just just Gama Sutra. I mean, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I again, if you haven't been there and you, and you like this show, go to Gama Sutra. One of my biggest fears actually for the show is that we're way too repetitive. We are. That's a recurring theme and we need to fix it. But I think that it will be helped by one, just knowing it. Yeah. Like, we had an idea, but the comments were very clear. You guys do repeat yourself too much, and maybe it's funny or endearing, but overall, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and we will do our best. Uh, do let us know, too, because sometimes we won't even remember. Like, obviously, I don't always remember the stories that I tell, so I'm doomed no. to repeat it. Yes. <laughs> so let us know, uh, you know, in the comments or Twitter or whatever. Just say... Call us out when we do dumb things. Exactly. Uh, number two, Jeff. On the side, I mess with a few game prototypes and hope to one day ship an actual title. It may or may not happen, but your podcast inspires me to keep at it. And that's a recurring theme, too, is that even if 
the specific audience member, even if you're not in the games industry, you think it's interesting or you wouldn't be listening probably. Right. You maybe want to do it yourself someday. And it just like the podcast can bring you closer. And that's really great with Lost Cast. That's why we started. You know, we were technically actually in the games industry, but we were just kind of, you know, low level game designers, peons. developers. Yeah, we we're just kind of peons. And we, we wanted to do the indie thing and we wanted to be like, we wanted to run studios. We wanted to be making great games. We wanted to be always doing more than we are. And that was one of the things the podcast was is like, just having a podcast gets you further It's a step into towards. It. It's a step towards. And seriously, I'm not, I'm not kidding at all. Just listening to a game development podcast gets you closer to making games, even if you're not. I have an, a story. Ooh. Yes. Gather around, children. That's right. <laughs> Start Sit fire. by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so back when I was just out of high school, I got a job working at a seafood market. Mm-hmm. And I worked at the seafood market for about a year. And I'd always been into like games and computers and things like that. And I knew that I wanted to do something with computers like for a profession. Right. Uh, but I was like, you know, I'm working at this fish market, filleting fish and like that kind of stuff. And like, that's about as far away as you can get. Yeah. You feel so distant. I feel, I was like, how am I, you know, I looked at myself and I'm like, how am I going to get where I want to get to from here? Right. So what I did is I went and got a job at Circuit City. Because that was one step closer, you know. It was like yeah. I couldn't obviously walk into a place to get a programming job, right? Uh, because you know, I was like, "Yeah, I know how to play fish. Can I, you know, write some code?" Yes. <laughs> They're like, "No, you smell like fish. Get out of here." <laughs> but uh, you know, I went to work at Circuit City, and so I specifically worked in the small office, home office department, which they called Soho. Nice. Uh, like you know, selling people computers, yeah. right? And I knew about computers, and and so that was a great job for me because I could talk to the customers about the computers and blah blah blah. And I learned a lot myself too, just like being immersed in that technology you know yeah. i learned like all the newest computers and like i was installing hard drives and cd burners for people on the yeah. side and things like that um but it got me one step closer to where i wanted to be everything is relative in the universe and distance matters we, we are all trapped in space time yes. the closer you are to a thing in any way it's all relative seriously like just the fact that you listen to something you're closer to it and immersing yourself in the culture of the things that you're interested exactly. in is yeah is a good idea yeah nice I accept your story. Thank you. Story time over. <laughs> um, want to hear about Lost Cast itself? What? My my notes might be bad. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, Lost Cast Lost Cast itself is an ad for LDG, but it's subtle and more of a catalyst for other discussions. I don't know what I was saying there, uh, or with. <laughs> I think I mangled the message from the comment, <laughs> comment to the document. Well, I think you know. It's interesting oh. to hear about Lost. Like, we're actually doing a Metacast right now. Lost I think guess about the person Lost was guess. saying, uh, one of my favorite things about this podcast is there's no ads, because that's a common thing. A lot of people want to monetize their podcasts, and really the only way to do it is through ads, right? Sponsorship. We're just like, we're, yeah, we're taking the subtle, like, brainwashing approach. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, if you think about it, it is a gigantic ad. Like, we talk about this sometimes, how it'd be hard almost to listen to this podcast over the months and not buy a wizard's lizard. Like, <laughs> interested at least to check it out and see what in the world these guys are talking about. So, it is one gigantic yeah. ad, but it's nice that we don't, uh, although we have before, <laughs> but fill it full of ads. But not full of ads. Not I think full of that ads, yeah. In the past, we've done some hopefully tasteful sponsorship, but there's not a huge market for that. And honestly, you know, it's. Not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not what this is. We've even thought about um, Patreon, like what ways to monetize the podcast because it does take up our time and we we are independent. You know, we're self-sustained, so time is money and it's coming directly out of our pockets. But 
there is a other end to it where it's right. like it is kind of one gigantic ad just for us and our community and our games and so it overall ends up being pretty positive and we're huge narcissists so <laughs> we love doing it yeah you're you're actually podcasting in a mirror right now <laughs> oh yeah at your... <laughs> number four quick before this gets uncomfortable <laughs> Also, I just realized that the barrier or the banter, sorry, banter yeah. is actually one reason I listen. You guys are just so mellow most of the time. Most of the time. I'm not really sure what that's saying other than the banter is good, which that's good. That's a recurring theme as well. And I yeah. think it's because, I, so I was, you know, I made these questions and uh, one of them was, you know, why do you listen? And um, there's lots of topics we talk about, but I, I was one of them. I want to be one of them where it was like, you know, I tune in just because you guys, right? And you guys are say that. stupid and goofy. Yeah. So I called it uh, conversation slash amazing banter. <laughs> and I think that that kind of, uh, what I'm seeing from the comments and what we're hearing is that some people saw that and they were like, you know, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> it's not like our primary trait. It's not like these guys are hilarious. You should check out these guys, right? Yeah. It's, we're not, we know that we're not amazing like that. Like if you want that kind of a podcast, there's many others. There's comedians who have, you know, who make podcasts yeah. and that's probably why you listen to them is you don't even care what they talk about. You just love their personalities. We just make hilarious. fun of ourselves a lot. Yeah. We also kind of see that uh, some people like that. Some people don't. That's kind of conflicted. Yeah. Um, but overall, uh, I think a lot of people do actually enjoy the banter. I have to, uh, interject with another thing. Actually, I was talking to some other game devs. You? Yes. Outreaching? No. In the community? Talking? Well, I was there. We were at a conference. I think it was GDC. Ah. And, uh, I was talking to one of the guys and it was another two man studio. And he was like, oh, you know, I listened to your podcast and, you know, I thought about doing my own podcast because that would be a lot of fun, but I don't think my co-founder and I have the same dynamic that you I guys have. I think that was Play Canvas. It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we thought was funny because we really like those guys and we're like, you guys would be great. I mean, you know, that the here, I'll put a link in the show notes. The, the actual uh, podcast we did with them turned out great. That's and true, yeah. Have, man, it was pretty interesting. Accents. <laughs> Do it for the accents alone. But it's interesting that some people, uh, yeah, they, they don't, you know... They they at least see that we do have some banter, and they think that it'd be hard to duplicate, or maybe they just think that they don't have it. Uh, but it's it's interesting to see that. And uh, I would say though that you do have it. Just do it. Yeah. Just start talking. And and we saw this too actually in the feedback. Is one person was like, you know, early on, basically I didn't like you guys. I thought you weren't funny and you were annoying. <laughs> but like you grew on me like this fungus. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, ha ha ha. Uh, tentacles. Uh, parasites. I think you know, the secret to the banter here is that, you know, we just try to make fun of each other as much as possible. Yeah. Well, I, some, I don't know. Eh, it can be easy to sound pretentious when you're a creative, especially when you're working on games, I think. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. We try to lighten that up. Yeah, we try to keep it down to earth for the most part. More recent episodes have moved away from HTML5 as a topic. I prefer this because I'm more interested in game design discussion than implementation specifics. That makes a lot of sense. I think so, too. For a lot of reasons. One... There's lots of people that want to make games, not just in HTML5. Exactly. And a lot of the things that we encounter aren't even HTML5 specific. Right, yeah. And so, you know, it kind of brings us to a wider audience, which is great. Yep. And it doesn't make us as focused on the particular tech stack that we're working on. Yes. Not only that, you know, the podcast, like I think we've mentioned this many times, but the podcast kind of evolves with our company. Yes. And at the beginning, you know, our problems were how do we make games in HTML5? And now our problems are how do we make good games yes. in general? Yeah. Uh, so I mean that's that's great. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's really fantastic to see because it's kind of the direction that we've been going anyway. So, so the next one is uh, I find I can't concentrate on programming while listening to podcasts or vice versa. So I tend to switch to music during the day. Me too. 
Seriously. I, I actually just drove uh, to go see my brother and uh, my nephew and my niece and uh, listen to podcast. <clears throat> I actually put a link in the show notes because this is something that uh, I really enjoyed. It was the uh, Nerdist interview with uh, Mitch Hurwitz. Mitch Hurwitz, who did um, Arrested Development, probably my favorite TV show, uh, probably my favorite live action TV show ever. All right. But anyway, I uh, <laughs> not to be too boring or anything. No. What happened? Oh, I just don't like it. Oh, you don't like Arrested Development? No. Oh, interesting. I mean, it's okay. I don't hate it. Well, but, I hate you now. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I know when watching it, it's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, he talks about that on the podcast, how it was this constant battle where like the studios wanted them to make it more accessible. And he made this show that's like hard to watch. Yeah. The, and the first like three or four times I watched through it, I didn't get half the jokes. Maybe it's like Lost Cast. <laughs> it's annoying and stupid when you first listen to it. <laughs> but after a while... <laughs> You're like, right. I kind of like these characters, even though they're dysfunctional and terrible. Right. Yeah. But I, I'm the same way. I have to listen to music with no vocals in them whatsoever. I think yeah. I've talked about this before. But uh, so I see that like anytime I'm in a situation where I can listen to podcasts uh, without having to write code and get confused, it's great. I'm the so, kind of person where if I hear voices while I'm typing, I start typing the words that they're saying. Exactly. Yes. So I would just be like transcribing lost cast instead of writing Bar code. lost cast equals fo- Dang it. Um, I just want to let you know, I was with you all the way through the dark days of the changelog episodes. <laughs> those were dark days. I actually find it relaxing to listen to programmers talk about fixing bugs. I listened to those episodes while ice skating on Lake Ontario in minus 20 degree weather. That makes a really uh, interesting visual, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. That's, uh, that sounds cold. Really, it sounds cold, really cold and, and lonely, but fun. Yes. And, and, and I don't know, just the, the rush of the wind on your face and like the sound of the sh- sh- just yeah. got our voices like, oh, I'm bad at game design, <laughs> keeping you company while you're skating around. Very Pretty, serene. Yeah, very serene. Very, very interesting. Uh, I like ice skating. I have never been. Wow. Even though I consider myself to be a pretty decent rollerblader. So I'm a good candidate for ice skating because it's the same like concept, yeah. right? I think so. I, uh, I rollerbladed first. I rollerbladed yeah. a lot, so I'm pretty good at it, and I was able to make the transition to ice skating pretty easily. Hmm. So, I mean, you have to kind of, there's a little bit of difference. Right. Just because the the ground and the skates kind of act differently, but like by and large, it's the same motions, right? Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like my wife has actually, she used to be involved with uh, roller derby. She was uh, uh, with the um, involved with the Silicon Valley uh, derby dolls or whatever they were called. Uh, anyway, the, they're all about skates, and that's the. It's still eight wheels, but they're on the sides like a car. Oh yeah. So it's like if that if that was what I was used to, going to ice skating, I think would be more a of a different. leap. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. different. But because of the rollerblades, um, I think it's surprising I made it growing up in Illinois, where it does get deep, freezing cold without yeah. having ever gone to ice skating. Now that I'm in California, there's no ice, so <laughs> <laughs> at least where I live. Although, oddly enough. We had plans for like, you know, I was going to come up here, we were going to do the podcast, we were going to go to the beach, and now it's raining really I hard. I know. Yeah, I was really excited about showing you the beach walk. Beach walk. Yeah. Because, uh, I'm walking distance to Venice Beach Fishing Pier. Although, to be fair, I did live here for about a year and a half. I had that thought, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm going to show Jeff the beach. And he's like, yeah, show me what I lived around for years. <laughs> Very impressive, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Venice, I've been to Santa Monica, <laughs> I've been all up and down the beaches yeah. here. And it's really nice, though. Don't get me wrong. I yeah, love it. it's really it. nice. But I have seen it before, so, you know, no big loss. Exactly, yeah. Number eight. Uh, make sure you guys talk about what you're interested in. That's a good point, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, it can sound on the surface like, well, Duh. that's a no-brainer, right? But yeah. but uh, what was that thing with writers? Uh, writers tend to write, write what, what they you know. know. Yeah. But they're supposed to write what they love. 
mm. is what I think I've heard. I mean, I only kind of, I'm not a writer myself, you know, but I, I, <laughs> I find that kind of creative stuff interesting. So I've seen some articles about it. And all that. Well, a lot of that stuff, because writing is a creative industry, right? So a lot of the idioms or whatever uh, probably transcend the medium. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a really good point to remember because I think sometimes, you know, we don't always have great ideas about what to talk about yeah. all the time. Um, and so we've probably had some episodes where we talked about something that we were just kind of mildly or something adjacent like to asm.js where we don't actually know what in the world it is but we're talking about it anyway and so, you know if you talk about something you love there's almost this inherent you have some knowledge about it there's right, a reason yeah. that you love it and so you can talk about those things although to be fair i'm sure it's very funny to hear us talk about things we have no idea right what it is or how it works um so uh rob involved with lean into arts anytime i give a talk or workshop on games on creative javascript i mention your podcast as a resource awesome uh, yeah that's really appreciated um also uh, so lean into art i believe is actually a podcast and i'll put a link in the show notes so um our fine listeners can also check out your fine podcast and uh also says turbo graphics equals my favorite um oh hey mentioned uh might want to have us on the show feel free to email us feel free to email us rob and i will say too that turbo graphics was also one of my favorites i loved dragon slayer for turbo duo east book one and two you probably never had one right no Dude, like, I had one other friend when growing up who had one. And I didn't know anybody like, that had it. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Nobody did. And so the only way, like, uh, my buddies, like, Brett and Josh, like, the and Kevin that I was talking about earlier, like, the people I grew up with, the only time they ever got to experience TurboGrafx, like, I think the only time, the reason they knew it existed was because they had it at my house, you know? Right. And that's like, uh, I don't know, I think that exists much less these days. I mean, I could easily see how there's like a PS3 exclusive or something, but I feel like that just doesn't happen as much these days. No. And with TurboGrafx-16, too, it was like, those games don't exist anywhere else. Like, it was almost like every single game was exclusive just because the tech was so specific back then, you know? I think that there was, like, there's been more consolidation of the consoles uh, these days. Because I remember back in those days, it was like, there was a bunch of kind of one-off, like, Neo Geo, Jaguar, TurboGrafx. A lot of competitors, yeah. And then alongside, obviously, Nintendo and Sony and... Right. Uh... I love Sega. consoles. I love the history of consoles and everything about them. I mean, these days, I, I don't really game I was raised much. by a console. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you know. Nintendo and a Game Boy raised me. I was raised by a Genesis. Oh, Nintendo and Genesis. So good. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Cheers, Philip. That's all this says. <laughs> there, just a lot of great comments from Cheers, Philip. Yeah. Uh, longtime listener, uh, super supportive, really appreciate it. And we actually have a shout outs section later where we, uh, we hit Philip again and, um, really love the, the positivity. I just, I can't even tell you how, how great it felt reading through the comments. So yeah, much, so we totally stuff. appreciate it. So thank you. One of the main reasons that I listen to Lost Cast so much is that it motivates me to work on my own game side projects. You guys are super passionate about game development and it rubs off. That's kind of what you were talking about earlier. You know, yeah. you want to get closer to it. And, uh, it, okay, remember we talked a lot about um, motivation. In fact, we had a whole podcast, I think, just about it. I'm sure we talk about it like every fifth episode or something. <laughs> every, yeah, every three or four episodes. But motivation is the death of the starter or the beginner or anyone who's hasn't gotten to that point where they're comfortable with their output and they know how they work creatively. And that, it takes a long time to get over that hump. And if listening to the podcast helps you in any motivational way, motivation is a key problem. So it's a really great thing. Uh, to have a solution for and i think that you know you and i were kind of spinning our wheels for a long time before we kind of became friends and yes. started working on stuff together Absolutely. and i feel like the podcast could almost be like a surrogate <laughs> friend yeah you know it's like 
I didn't really have a lot of friends that were interested in JavaScript gaming. Exactly. And so I didn't get to immerse myself and like talk about my ideas or like hear their ideas about, you know, various aspects of JavaScript game development. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, you know, nice to be able to listen to people just kind of talk about the various aspects. Yeah, yeah. Consider us your, uh, like, a, a distant relative or something who, uh, or, or, like, or like a close buddy. Like yeah. Either, like, we're somewhere within that, <laughs> within that spectrum, you know? And, you know, it, it can feel like there's a disconnect because a lot of times a podcast, it's a pretty one-way street. Yeah. Right. We get to talk in your ear a lot, but you don't get to communicate with us. But I'll tell you, we get people email us sometimes and like, hey, I'm working on this game project. Like, what do you guys think? Do you have any advice? And feel free to do it. And we're happy to give uh, advice. Yep. Let's see. Uh, I found your simple HTML5 game blog post. I listened to some of your advice in your podcast, such as look at source code and read the resources in your show notes. I've been going from there and both my motivation and my learning boosted up. So thanks a lot. Cheers from Canada, Matt. A fellow Matt. A fellow Matt. It was actually me. I went to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Fill out the survey. <laughs> this podcast really does motivate me. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, that's a recurring theme that we see and uh, I think proof that, yes, it can be a motivational tool. So, uh, cheers to you as well, Matt. Your tangents, tangents and spectrum of topics makes me feel like I'm following a kind of documentary about your growth as a company and as individuals within the company. That's pretty cool to see. Following a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> train cast, train cast. <laughs> portable desk would like that yes he would get a train in there <laughs> train <laughs> i don't know boss. why he loves trains so much but because it's hilarious i get true. it do you remember when you're when you're playing that game final fantasy 6 oh, and then yeah. you suplex the train boss because <laughs> <laughs> i remember being like oh wait a minute can i suplex this thing and then you do it and i mean i don't know how old i was eight or something i probably giggled for half an hour i'm sure you giggle for half an hour now about less funny no things. i don't all right. How could how could you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Revealing your dirty secrets. Now you're making me giggle. Yes. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I think that that's actually one of the more interesting aspects of the podcast is it is more of a documentary of like our trials and tribulations through that's a game development. Good way of looking at it. Yeah. Sometimes there's like a subtitle on on like a web page. You know, like Lost Cast. Like, what is it? You know, and we need to get better about that. But like, I don't even know what it is aside from like <laughs> you can almost see it that way. Documentary like, in audio form of what it's like to run a scrappy game dev studio in California. Yeah, that's what it is because it's not just game development. It's not just lost just decade games. It's not just anything. It's kind of an ongoing story. It's like follow these two specific jokers as they try to make a business. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's pretty good. I think I'm going to use that. Yeah. Uh, your turn. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Chip. Been in the game industry for 20 years, working on for big publishers, doing my own indie games at night, and I have to admit I've never played a Wizard's Lizard. I like that one. Yeah. We got a lot of comments where it was like, one person said, I bought a Wizard Lizard because of um, oh, the podcast, which we'll get to probably. But uh, Another uh, person is like, I haven't played your game at all, and I'm not going to. I think it's very interesting to <laughs> yeah. see. Um, and I like the honesty. Yeah, it's totally fair, too. I mean, totally like fair. we said earlier, it's kind of separate tracks here. It's not for everybody. My wife, uh, I she's she listens to Lost Cast. She listens to me blabble all the time, right? Never played it. Doesn't want to play it. Doesn't like games like that. Period. And I'm not offended. <laughs> yeah, it's not a game for everyone. We made it hard. We it's it's indie and scrappy, and it's not everybody likes that. It's so. an each game, so yeah, exactly. Uh, love the podcast, guys. Been listening since the beginning. One of the highlights of my week. It's really inspiring listening to you talk about your successes and failures. Wish I could make the same leap as you guys did. P.S. Makes me sad when you miss out on a week. <clears throat> It makes us sad, too. We feel bad and ashamed. We do. Man, uh, that last two-week break uh, was, was rough. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're here today. Yeah. Because of feedback like that. Thanks a lot. We are, yeah. We don't want to let you down. Exactly. 
Uh, let's see. Have you ever thought about answering a small number of questions each week? Examples. Have you ever played Dark Cloud? No. Nope. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the mechanic of leveling up weapons instead of players? Interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Actually, uh, to go on a slight tangent, Ooh. when we made Lava Blade, that was actually one of my primary design things is I wanted like no experience and no character leveling. Yeah. I wanted to improve characters solely through, through weapons yeah. and armor. So the next step would be instead of, you know, I bought a better weapon and be like, I leveled up my weapon. Right. And there's actually like a very nice reality analog to that, right? Like you temper your weapons or you right. like improve them. Like you can kind of understand like, oh yeah, I sharpened my blade and now it's got more attack or power yeah. or whatever. Or I infused it with a magic gem and now it does ice damage or who knows. Yeah. And I've, I've played games like uh, Dragon Quest Nine probably most recently where the weapons level up. Like you'll have, you can, uh, I think it's more tied to the player though. It's not like this is now a level three sword, but instead my skill level with swords is level three. Right. So that's a lot of interesting uh <laughs> I like this question, actually. <laughs> it's a good question, yeah. We can make a whole podcast about this. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about player progression system where the player gets exponentially better, like doing exponentially more damage when leveling up? Bigger numbers are more fun. They are more fun. I remember that lesson from uh, Final Fantasy because I remember playing games like Dragon Quest and like even the earlier Final Fantasies didn't go that high, but mostly my experiences were probably in d20 systems when growing up right or you know heavily inspired by almost ripping off d20 systems so the numbers are inherently low right, right. like at most you'd be like whoa my my warrior has 40 hit points this I is crazy 17 damage he's so powerful then you go to play final fantasy 2 in the states which is final fantasy 4 in the world right. and you deal 9999 damage near the end of the game and it was really fun the yeah. bigger numbers did make it feel fresh and big and just fun there is a limit though there is a limit. So I play WoW, you know, <laughs> off and on throughout the history of the game. Yep. And one of the things that they did at, at some point is like the, the game, the numbers kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And so at the last expansion, what they did is they squished. They call it the stat squish hmm. because the numbers were getting stupid. I mean, what was like the highest? Like, like people were doing like a million damage oh. in, in one hit, right? It's like, oh, I hit you with a shadow bolt for a million damage. <laughs> How do you it's like. <laughs> possible and wow but it's hard at some point it gets hard to relate to the numbers yeah. you know you you lose some connectivity to it right i mean it's all relative obviously and so they didn't really change much about the game other than like basically just reduced everything by a factor of 10 or something yeah but it's interesting to think about you know their experience as designers said to them like you know okay these numbers are are way too high people don't <laughs> understand them yeah. you know and at a certain point it kind of makes sense right like what's the difference between you know, if everything's based around a thousand, everything's based around a hundred thousand. It's just a couple zeros. It's true. You know, and if they're all relative to the same base, then and you know. there is a human element. Players playing your game are human, and humans. You know, we can have a grasp of what a million means or a trillion, but do right. we really understand it? Do we? Is it really as relatable to us as you have three apples? You know, if I right. say there's seven billion people in the world right now, can you really comprehend the vastness of that? I I can't. No. So I think that, you know, you're right, and there's also a limit to, you know, bigger numbers are better. You know, it always feels good to be doing like, oh, I'm doing a thousand damage, you know. Right. It also depends on the relativity of your system, but yeah. there is a limit to where it becomes too much for human mush brains to comprehend. Yeah, and I think that overall what that leads to is that, you know, everything's relative, like you were saying. That could be fun to get to, right? If you start yeah. off the game and you're like five damage, ten damage, but near the end you're like, ten thousand! Right. It's over nine thousand! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, small tangent. Yeah, so uh, this one is the um, the person who was basically like, you know, at first I didn't really dig the podcast. <laughs> However, and this is the quote part, um, 
Eventually, at a certain point, not sure exactly when, but probably halfway through your podcast, something changed. Your style evolved, perhaps, or something matured. Now you guys are genuinely entertaining and funny, and I really enjoy listening. Uh, from the Canadian Travel Series Departures. Was that? I think that might be a podcast. Huh. My notes are terrible. I do apologize. But thank you very much for that nice comment. I... <laughs> And, and you know what? A big thanks for sticking with us early on while uh, you really didn't like it. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like, you know, there must have been something there, though, right? Like, we may have been mm. stupid and annoying yeah, or why did, whatever. Why, yeah, why didn't, why didn't you stop listening? But there must have been a spark. Yeah, maybe uh, there's the hope. They hope that... People are very hopeful. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> these guys, there's this inkling of interestingness. I don't want to kill them. Yeah. That's good, though. Uh, it actually shows that, you know, maybe we're getting better at this. You know, neither of us had any podcasting experience in the beginning. Well, you, you actually had some radio. Yeah, that's the embarrassing part. Okay. <laughs> hey, not much, though. You well, know, you it was not like and... I was a pro for 10 years or <laughs> yeah. whatever. I did, I think I did seven for uh, a class assignment. Seven and it, and it was just me, too. Yeah. Seven, seven like, individual pod. That's all. Yeah. And we've blown past that, you know. So, it's like a drop in the bucket in the, right. in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't like I was an expert. But like anything else, the first time we do anything, it sucks. You know? Second time sucks. Well, yeah, in the case of the podcast, apparently sucks. the first, first 50 sucked. <laughs> yeah. But the next 50. Those, those, those were a little bit less sucky. <laughs> they were, yes, right. Imagine the next 50. <laughs> They'll be even slightly less sucky. We're like, Lost Cast 500, get ready for the most amazing podcast you've ever heard. <laughs> oh, it's like 60 minutes of just, whoa, every word was genius. <laughs> Uh no probably not, but Maybe. we're working towards it. Yeah, that's our goal. So <laughs> that's you know, the goal. You gotta have you gotta have goals. That's the goal, and uh, yeah, we'll hit it someday. Eighteen. Thank you for going through the effort of getting your experiences out there. You are welcome. And the wording, you know, it's it's not just like thanks, high five. That's all appreciated. That's all good. But like, this is what this this is part of what the show is. If we didn't think that it would be genuinely helpful talking about this stuff and getting the experiences out there, and that's kind of like the numbers pros familiar, right? It's what was your experience? What yep. happened? You know, what was you, what was it really like when you collided with that market? What was it really like last week when you were working on that, you know, bit of code and it was terrible? You know, that's what it is. That's a lot of it. How did you deal with that terrible co-founder? <laughs> I mean, all these things people want to know. How did you survive without killing him? <laughs> burying him in your backyard? Well, I mean, there's laws mostly, but... <laughs> <laughs> laws. That's the answer. <laughs> uh, I didn't really want to do any hard time. Uh, but, you know. But that's a, that's a big part of what the podcast is. And it was like a thank you specifically for just what the podcast is, you know, and that's yeah. good to see. It's good. It kind of helps us, you know, think about how we present the show, right? Yeah. It's a show about, you know, getting the information about our experiences with these things out there. Yeah. And there's something about the word experience. It implies good and bad, you know? Yeah. Like people don't want to just hear about the good stuff because no. you'd learn less there, right? Loved listening to you guys for so long. It's nice to have game devs that are actually in the industry and not hidden away by marketing or business people. It's also nice to feel like I can get immediate individualized feedback if I leave a comment or post to your Twitter. That's really all we can offer, you know? <laughs> because if you look at, like, a, like my brother works at EA, right? Yeah. He has probably never talked to anyone who's ever played one of his games aside from friends or family. Yeah, that's like out true. in the wild. Like a customer, uh, from a customer service perspective, or like a just a fan, or just like an interested person. But can you imagine if you liked, if say you were a fan of the games your brother makes? I don't even know what games he's worked on. He's because... actually working right now on Battlefield Hardline. Okay, not my kind of game, but right. <laughs> let's say I played Battlefield Hardline, right? And I like met your brother at some event or something, and he was like, "Oh, I designed levels for this game." 
Right. I would probably be really interested in what he had to say. Like, oh, yeah. Like, what were you thinking about this level or that level? Yeah. So he lives in a world where that doesn't exist. And your average big company of, of even marginally medium, you know, <laughs> the, when right. it comes to like a, a medium-sized company in America, even a medium-sized company, you're probably not ever going to get to speak to anybody at that company uh, who's making things. You're probably going to be speaking to the people who's, that's their job. It's their job to interact with you, right? And that's one of the few things that an indie game studio can offer you. Yep. Like accessibility to us. Right? And it's nice to have like those community people. Uh, especially for a larger company, it's almost mandatory. But they're not, I mean, not to criticize them, they do a great job, but they're not in the trenches, like dealing with the nitty gritty that people are sometimes more interested in. Right, yeah. yeah. And so like, here's another example. My buddy, Brett, we were talking about earlier. Brett right. Elston, he is community manager at Capcom. That's part of his job is to be a public face on Twitter, to answer questions. And a lot of people just want to talk to him specifically. You know, they're like, I don't, even really want to talk to the designer who made this decision you know it's i'm past that i want to talk to you and almost as like a um representative thing right i want to tell you what i think because the the thinking being that brett now having that knowledge might go back and when he's in a meeting or something you know right dispense that wisdom right it's, like, it's less everyone like everyone hates this design decision <laughs> right yeah and uh and yeah like that separation can be very good it can be it can help the creative people and it can also be just a better situation for the fans as well so it's not like it's optimal what we're doing it's just that what we can afford to do and what is nice to do since we can yep and you know you and i kind of like to wear lots of hats i think that this is it's almost the perfect job for us right yeah uh, because we're interested in so many things yep. uh that i i think that we get bored we as do. specialists like, oh, I just work on the web stack and like, that's it. And it's like, okay. I'm just interested in too many things. Yeah. I see people out there making cool art and I want to just get involved somehow. And like, I, I write scripts for a living, but I also want to design games and that's fun. And I want You're to work on websites buddy. and yeah. <laughs> you need to calm the heck down. I do. <laughs> I do. I, I, I always constantly have to take this machete and just chop away stuff. I had, it was really hard for me to cut music out of my life. Yeah. Music making. I mean, I'm yeah. not kidding, dude, for a long time. I spent thousands of dollars on hardware. I studied. I was reading articles about it. Basically, all the effort I was putting into music, I had to forcibly, like not even, I didn't want to, right? I had to redirect it elsewhere. And that's one of the reasons I'm making games today is because of all that effort was redirected towards games. That's a hard thing to do. I really loved music, but it was just a just the knowledge that I was never going to be as good as I wanted to be. And I feel like in the game, <laughs> in the game ocean, I could. Yeah. I know it's going to take a long, long time and a lot of hard work, but like, I feel like I could spend a lifetime on music and I would only be half as good as someone like Joshua Morse. No, I'm not even exaggerating. Well, there's so many interesting aspects of so many industries that you could spend a lifetime on almost any of them and be fulfilled, you know? Right, yeah. And at some point, you just pick the one that you had the most progress in yeah or you were the most interested in you know uh you probably liked making music but you probably didn't like making music as much as you like making games i think part of it was that games are this great encapsulation you know there's right. music in games there's, there's graphics music, in games. art games design, need code yeah. they need design yeah it's this perfect world where everything is there it was like a safe place for me to retreat back to and it wasn't also completely severing my ties with music because right. hey you know someday i could if I want to, I can make the music for my own crappy game and no one can tell me no because I did it myself. <laughs> like anyone else in the world would have been like, uh, I see actually, what you're doing here. Your music is bad. I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> you you will tell me no, but I like I could go do it <laughs> outside of Lost Ticket, right? <laughs> Not <laughs> using our engine, you won't. <laughs> 
okay the listeners couldn't even see but he he even wags his little finger. i did yeah i was okay. giving him the nah this is one sassy blair right here <laughs> anyways wow let's move on sass sass uh i don't necessarily play all your games but when i do i drink dos equis (laughs) wait no that's not what it says (laughs) (laughs) i really admire the craft of utilizing the platform you love and extending that out i'm really interested in seeing what you do next now that a wizard's lizard is basically done very interesting yeah yeah uh that's also been one of our sticking points, right? To keep going with HTML5 or not. And, I'm, you know, we've talked about this on the show ad nauseum, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll probably talk about it again <laughs> in the future. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do really love the web stack, and we feel very productive in it, and we really enjoy making stuff for the web, even though we don't necessarily deploy to the open web. Right. We like the stack, and uh, I think that that has helped us. You know, yeah. Building on a stack that we enjoy building on helps us get to where we want to be. Yeah. And uh, I think, too, that, like, it's one of those things we're never going to tie our, our uh, sever our ties with the web completely. We're always going to have a website. We're yep. always going to need those skills, right? But it might not always be related to making games. Uh, I also enjoy all the tangents and excessive self-deprecation. On a side note, y'all contradict yourselves a lot. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's like y'all are real people or something. What? And I think that that's the, the general consensus is yes. You repeat yourselves. You contradict yourselves. It's probably infuriating to listen to us sometimes. We do apologize. We are working on it. And we do recognize that sometimes it's just kind of funny and fun. Yeah. Uh, but we, we will improve. <laughs> Here's the thing. Anytime we say anything, you need to take it as like, this is my opinion right now. I could be like this opinion could be differently uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? Yeah. Or next like week. the next thing Jeff says could change my mind. Right. Yeah. The very next thing. A lot of times when we're talking on the podcast, where we may be talking about something that you and I haven't talked about necessarily in person. And mm-hmm. so we might have differing opinions. We might try to convince each other one way or the other. Um, so yeah, I think that we do, we do contradict each other a lot, but I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, right? Yeah. One of the, talk it up. Yeah. And, and one of the things about growing as a person is not holding too closely to specific opinions. Yes. Like I might think one thing today, but then next week I might have more information and I think something differently and that's okay. Dude, I might talk about this someday. I was a horrible little kid, you know, like if I had kept who that kid was, I would hate myself today. I'd be even worse than I am now. Can you imagine wow. that? No, I can't. But I mean, the humans are adaptable. We're good at adapting. We should adapt. And yeah. so we, uh, we're going to change our minds all the time, especially, and that's the other thing to, re- to remind everyone. We're learning really fast. We are, yeah. And, you know, and you will too. And like failing a, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. 22. Interviews are the best part of the show. Your insights are a close second. I have to apologize for that one because we haven't done interviews in forever. It's, uh, it's a little harder to set up. and um, A bit of a time vampire. Yeah. And like, I'm not kidding. Your average interview will take two to three times as long just with the setup process. Right. Like you, you have to wait half an hour because, you know, someone's kid vomited or, or you know, we're the ones who slacked <laughs> off. We forgot that. We actually got the time zone wrong one time. It's just comparing an interview to just, we want to have this very frictionless thing where we can just talk for an hour and bang it out every week. Yeah. It became uh, very cumbersome and something we had to just kind of cut, but not completely. We want to keep doing it. We will do it periodically, I think. We will I, do more interviews. And I think we want to do like really impactful interviews. Yeah. Right. We want to make sure the interviews we do are really interesting and really meaty, and um, I think we have some ideas for, for some people to interview, Yeah, possibly again. Yeah, so more to come on that <laughs> front, and sorry if there hasn't been any for a while. 
Uh, I'm enjoying the Let's Play videos that you've put up on your YouTube channel recently. I look forward to more. Awesome. That's great to hear. And I'll say, do not uh, feel afraid to fully embrace the YouTube videos. It will not be a replacement for Lost Cast. That's not what we're trying to do here. I do see how some people might feel like, you know, the worry being that we're going to slowly transition from Lost Cast to YouTube. That will not be the case. So uh, please nope. do watch our YouTube videos. They're doing... I'm. I'm I'm pleased from a low expectations perspective. Like they each have about a hundred views. I'm pleased with that yeah. because I wouldn't have been surprised if they each had 10 views, you know? So totally. it's an order of magnitude over what I would have expected as a pessimist. So I'm really happy with the response to YouTube videos. Uh, please do check them out. And if we learned anything from Lost Cast, it's that repetition and consistency matter a lot. Yes. And so I think that hopefully we're only going to increase um, one, the consistency of those videos and two, you know, people will find them more interesting as one, we get better at making them and that they can come to expect certain things from them. And the nice thing about the videos too is the videos kind of give us a little bit better way to share our actual games with people. Yeah. You know, Lost Cast kind of exists almost parallel to our, our games, right? Right. You know, we talk about our games and stuff like that, but, you know, people that are really interested in our games specifically, it's nice to be able to see what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Next, I think what makes it great is that it seems like there's just two friends talking together about topics they're passionate about. A lot of the conversations are ones I might have with my own friends. It doesn't just seem like that. It is like that. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you and I are friends first. Well. Thank you. All right. I kid. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> we were friends before we were business partners. It's true. Uh, although we were almost friends and coworkers simultaneously. That's true. Yeah. You know, because sometimes people are like, you know, they're friends and then they're coworkers and then they're business partners. Yeah. Uh, we were like acquaintances and then we were coworkers and friends. Right. Uh, almost at the same time. It is always really surprising to me that uh, we didn't connect more when we were just friends or sorry, when we were we, like, we only knew each other through other friends. So I was trying to say. Right. Yeah. We were friends of friends. Because we had so much in common. But we're both, I don't know, we're both just shy and like, ah. Yeah. We don't I really, already have one friend. Yeah. I don't need any more. <laughs> Two friends is crazy. <laughs> But it's um, true, actually. Uh, I think one of the reasons that we started doing the podcast is that we did, you know, we're both very opinionated about stuff. We would have yeah. long conversations about code style or architecture or whatever. Yeah. I think, you know, we debated like, oh, should we use YUI versus jQuery? And we had like all these pros and cons of both. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a lot of times this stuff is really just us like BSing about something that we would just talk about, you know. I, I think that was one of the ways I was able you know, to convince you to make yeah. the podcast in the first place. Cause it was like, come on, we talk come all on. the time. It's easy just to blah, blah, blah for an hour. All you have to do is just sit with this microphone in your face and we'll just talk. No pressure. Yeah. Um, you don't know me, but I'm here listening, waiting, being creepy. Ah! I think that came from, there was a, uh, uh, option on there. Like, what are you, what are you doing when you're listening? And one of them is just sitting alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome comments. Loving these. Yep. Next is, you guys are great. I enjoy the HTML5 programming stories, mostly because I do that, so it's nice to hear your experiences. Yeah, that's a continuing uh, theme as well, as a lot of our audience is um, our web developers, who mm -hmm. uh, may or may not you know, be super into gaming, but uh, like the web aspect of the show. Um, you guys are awesome. Keep it up. I'm not... S <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's the one you read. Uh, a while back, I discovered the game-making software Construct 2 and decided I would try to learn that. No, you missed one. Oh, I'm bad at this. You are. You're terrible. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. I'm not so much in HTML5 games gaming anymore, moving to Unity, but I'm still listening to Lost Cast every week. That's great. It's that's, uh, another indication that the show kind of transcends 
the web stack. Exactly. Yeah, and we want that, so it's good. Uh, a while back, I discovered the game making software construct two, and decided I would try to learn that. I don't know how that applies to us, but probably I would guess it's the same kind of thing where the rising tide of HTML5 is how they found us. Yeah, you know, because you're looking into construct two, and you're like, oh, it's a cool little software, and you're like, oh, hey, use HTML5, and you blo- you Google um, HTML5 podcast or something, and there you go. Construct two is a lot like what we do. Essentially, they use Node WebKit to deploy it and various other yeah. wrapping technologies. Like Day, yeah, Cocoon. NDS, yep. Um, but yeah, very similar stuff going on with Construct 2. Very yeah. cool. Uh, this comment was from uh, Varg Games. Lost Cast Podcast is awesome and inspiring. I'm currently working on a title for the Wii U using Unity 3D, so when you guys brought up porting your game to the Wii U, it definitely perked my ears. Nice. Yeah, uh, good, good luck to you. Yeah, good luck, because it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, making a game on console is is much, much harder than making a game for desktop PC. And as awesome as the Nintendo web framework is, you know, the performance issues of HTML5 aren't completely solved. And so we are having to do, you know, quite a bit of work to get that to run well. Yeah, so if our games might be uh, better situated using Unity 3D than we are with HTML5 and the web framework. Blasphemy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is actually one of my favorite comments right here. It says, if I wanted to know how to make games, I would have searched for tutorials. If I wanted to know news about your games, I would have checked your Twitter. If I wanted to know about game design, I'd much rather listen to John Blow than to you. Yep. What I really care about are your personalities, your opinions, and of course, the amazing banter. <laughs> that is a really great comment. It is. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we were John Blow knows the other day. much more about a game design than we do. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll put a link to that. But at tweet. least we can bring, you know, the amazing banter to the table. Yes. That's a, that's a really great comment, and it shows the strength of the podcast, right? Yeah. So, uh, these were all the comments themselves. Next, we're going to get to uh, kind of the motivational quotes and the high fives. And then lastly, we have some shout outs. But first, I wanted to kind of go through the general takeaways that we had. There are four points. Uh, and these are kind of recurring themes or um, requests that we just really think that we're going to uh, take to heart. Uh, stop repeating yourselves. Yes, we do um, that quite a lot. We do that a lot. Yeah, and we've, <laughs> we've repeated the fact that we <laughs> repeat ourselves a lot. Wow, that's a real problem. Continuity is a good point as well. So it's the idea of starting up each episode with a follow-up, like to the previous episodes, if there's any corrections or updates, and then maybe even what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So kind of connect to the episodes, right. right? Connect this episode to the last one and also the next one. Last week on Lost Cast. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile. That's right. Next time. All that good stuff. Uh, the too much self-deprecating, and uh, I'm also seeing that people love the self-deprecating. So uh, it's what, kind of an opinion thing, you know, like some yeah. people probably really enjoy it and some people are just like, oh God, this is just tiresome. It's probably good in small doses, I would say. Yeah. But we, if, we may know, do too much of the self-deprecation. Like we had the Deprecast, like a whole show where we're just like, <laughs> we suck. Let's talk about how dumb Jeff is, yes. <laughs> you know, that. so anyway, I think that overall, um, I, I won't say that we'll stop doing it because we probably couldn't. It's probably just <laughs> who we are, <laughs> part of who we are. Uh, but we will, just like the re- top repeating sell ourselves thing, we'll probably try to, you know, limit how many times we do it per episode or something. I think the thing to keep in mind with our self-deprecation is that we are actually both very full of ourselves. That's kind of where it comes from, right? You, yeah. you We'll both say this to each other. It's like, hey, I had to insult you to kind of... Like, take you down a peg. Take, take you down a peg, exactly. Most of it is just us doing critical analysis of the flaws in our games and our process and our methods. And we're only self-deprecating because we're trying to keep ourselves grounded in the realities of the business, right? Right, yeah. And also to grow as people. You know, it's not... I, I understand how annoying it could be when someone's like, 
I suck. I'm the worst. And if they really mean it, you then you like, believe it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't actually believe it. No. No. I think we wouldn't release anything ever. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, <laughs> we've made stuff much worse than even the games that we're not the most proud of, like Lava Blade. Don't or talk Rainbow about those. Rush. <laughs> They're, Lava there's even worse games. Oh, God. Yeah. No, there's some. <laughs> some stinkers. <laughs> Hide it. <laughs> um, Hide it from the children. Another one was uh, maybe make the show more concise. And that's something that we're always working towards, but I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where we're really that focused, like the tangents yeah. are going to happen. Uh, one thing that's really interesting is uh, one of our longtime listeners, Tokyo Dan, uh, mentioned recently on our blog that he listens at 1.5 speed. Jetmont cast. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. I think it's a really good idea from a productivity standpoint, because like, yeah. you know, if this is the only show you listen to, one hour a week is fine, right? But if you listen to a bunch of different podcasts you might like seriously have a time constraint or you just, you know, you only, you just want to get it over with quicker or something. Right. Uh, listening at faster speed is really interesting because, you know, we went over to the, like we'd be (laughs) sounding really silly and stuff, uh, but it sounds hilarious. And then also I'm a big advocate of saving time and productivity. So really great idea. And uh, I would say that, you know, if, um, if you don't like the tangents or if you don't like how we take our, (laughs) we take our time sometimes to think of what to say and there's pauses and all that, um, increase the speed. A lot of audio players do that easily mm, so yeah we should record it at half speed <laughs> to combat the speed up i think you're right we should do uh, our voices the way the south park voices are done oh, welcome <laughs> to lost <laughs> okay okay so next one these are mostly just high fives so we're just gonna kind of read them and uh and say thanks a lot and uh kind of move through those uh, but these are all really appreciated um i'll start off love the tangents and can't wait to hear more about your prototypes and future games you both rock it you rock it hey sounds cheesy but after all those years of you in my ears i really care about you guys isn't that nice it is nice uh still the best podcast ever and guys start reaching out to some of your heroes you're on steam now you should talk to derek you and uh you know people that you admire um People above you, basically. Indies who are more successful. Uh, This uh, kind listener also filled us in on what exactly ASM.js is. I knew it was coming. Yeah, well. (laughs) But great information, so thanks a lot. Although we're not going to stop talking about things that we don't know about because that's just our style. If uh, if we did, we wouldn't be able to talk about game development. (laughs) Oh! Oh. Uh, I've been listening for so long that it almost feels like you're my friends by now. Nowadays, I'm more interested in your personal stories and your particular views uh we're about skill i'm about story dom rules lols oh yes those are just my notes so yeah <laughs> i'm terrible at this so part of these are quotes and part of them are just my notes oh, I see. uh basically it's really interesting because uh i think kind of like uh patrick klug from greenheart games yep. uh, also makes html5 games we had him on a podcast a while ago uh not exactly in the same html5 boat we are which just goes to show the html5 as a it's a wide spectrum you know it is um so this listener uh likes dom and like story whereas we like canvas and we like action games so it's there's lots of room for everybody like welcome all yeah um lost cast continues to be my favorite podcast and i look forward to it every week also, can we hear more about more about your cats? We need a cat news section. So we need like a mailbag section where we <laughs> respond to questions. And we need a cat news. Uh, Mojito threw up this morning, and uh, yes. I had to clean it up. Oh. All right, Jeff. Super fast cat news section. Here we go. Lunchbox took him to the vet about two weeks ago. He was tearing his fur out and giving himself scabs. He's much better now, and he's healthy and he's happy. And uh, Mojito's kind of scared of everything in this new place, but she has a little area where she likes to play a lot, and she still cuddles with me every night. Awesome. Uh, we moved to recently, and uh, Loki got a cat cold, 
uh, right as we moved into the new place. Oh, and so he was cold. miserable for like the first week and a half that we were there. He kind of just hid under the bed and sneezed Aww. a lot. He's better now, though. Good. Uh, so he's running around doing his thing. Uh, toes is still a big blob, <laughs> but uh, he loves the cuddles. Oh, and Nephthys learned how to open the sliding glass closet door. So now she will just open the closet door and then all the cats will get into the closet. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So she's amazing like that. I'm so happy for you. Yes. <laughs> That was cat update. Right. B1. <laughs> I started listening to your podcast right at the beginning. As a podcaster running a small business, I love following your journey. Keep it up and good luck to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, best and of luck to you as well. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Be sure to crowdfund your next game so I can give you my money. It won't be the next game, but watch this space mid next year. Yes. There will be another Kickstarter, we think. Probably. probably. More Unless, than likely. Yeah. Perhaps. If, if money... <laughs> If money will run out, which it probably will. <laughs> if we need more money, which we will, then, we will come to you yes. begging for money. So <laughs> we'll take you up on that offer. I uh, love the show and thanks for all the work you put into it. I don't really do much. It's mostly Matt. I just kind of sit here and blah, blah, blah for an hour. Then you don't get to hear that one. That was not for your ears. <laughs> Loves the show. And thanks for all the work. Really appreciate that. Uh, it is a lot of hard work, uh, but it's getting less and less work every time. Um, you guys are a huge inspiration for me and many others. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. High five. Uh, you guys are awesome. It's super fun and to listen while I'm coding. I admire anyone who can code while listening to a podcast. You must have just a better brain than me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we that's a lot of earlier. people, but anyways. Hey. All right. Uh, you guys are awesome. You give... Wait, I have the last one. You do this one. Oh, yeah. You guys are awesome. Yeah. It's like a repeat of the first or the last yeah, one. Yeah. We both got confused. So uh, much awesome. You give a wannabe game dev who stuck him up design department hope he might release his own game someday. You're very relatable. Ship it. Yeah. I, I, I think that uh, that's a recurring theme as well, that yeah. people can relate to us, probably because of all the mistakes, and we put it all out on the table. And we've been there, you know? We yeah. both toiled away in web design jobs. I mean, not that, you know, toiling, you know, like working in the salt Dude, mines or a, anything. We had cushy jobs. We did have cushy right? jobs, but, nice you know. Nice jobs. It wasn't fulfilling. It's hard to say what makes anybody happy in the world. Yeah. I, in a different mean, a different time, I could have been very happy spending all my days just working on websites, making <laughs> great salaries and, and right. having fun working with awesome people. There's nothing bad about that industry. No. I just, just felt pulled towards games. Yep. But I, we know that feeling deeply and I really, my heart bleeds for people like that. And uh, you know what? Just keep at it someday. You never know. I never yeah. thought it'd happen for us. No, it's kind of like the stars all aligned and it didn't, it wasn't something that we expected or even kind of saw it coming it just kind of yeah. snowballed right and here we are i mentioned this one earlier uh but th this is like i kept this on here specifically under the motivation section because when it comes down to it this is the reason we're able to make this podcast this is kind of what the podcast is all about i bought a wizard's lizard because of lost cast right it's because of that that we're even able to sit here and afford to be able to talk to you instead of going to you know make some contract or work at some job or whatever yeah. The podcast comes from the games, and so it's awesome to see when the podcast can help the games. Imagine if you had a friend who every week was like, hey, buddy, I'm going to talk about a Wizard's Lizard for an hour, and you have to listen to me talk about it. <laughs> and you're like, fine. Jeez. Eventually. Yes. Get you. This might sound weird or creepy from the interwebs <laughs> because we've never met, but you guys are kindred spirits, and I feel like you're my friends. Also asked for a bigger play button. Oh. I'm guessing that's on the web interface. Yeah, that was that was not part of the quote. Um, I love that where oh. like uh, it feels like you are um, my friends because uh, I think that's a recurring thing too. You know, you listen to someone talk for so long. I kind of feel that way about Kevin Smith actually. I know that he is in a completely different ballpark. You know, he's unreachable. Yeah. You'd be lucky to ever get a reply or a comment from him because he's a you know real life. <laughs> 
celebrity millions right. of followers and all that but you know i listen i've listened to him for, for so many hours uh i would love to just hang out with him someday uh yeah you do get that though you kind of you know a person and you feel like they're friends and that's uh that's one of the fun things about a podcast i bet that we would actually have a lot of fun talking to a lot of our listeners you know if we had ever met them in person oh for sure that's where have some of the interviews come from yeah like uh like mr joe huckabee yeah that's true joe huckabee yeah the play canvas guys very organic Lude. Yeah. Very organic. Just, hey, it was people we knew. and We actually met a lot of people like via the podcast, either yeah. interviews or people that listened and, and kind of got in touch with us through other channels and stuff like that. So It's a, it's a boon for friendship. It is. Uh, and this, this listener also asked for a bigger play button on the mobile device, I believe, from the website, which... So what that does, actually, is it just uses the HTML5 audio element. Hmm. So I'm surprised that it's not big and, and nice on mobile, but I would, I would say you can probably zoom in if you've got a touch screen. And if not, um, I'll probably look at it on mobile someday. <laughs> we don't spend a lot of time on our mobile like UI. Right. But, but I do, you know. I, I kept that bit in here because it's a request and you know, we will look at it, but also like, I am always interested in how someone consumes the podcast. Cause it's kind of all across the map. It is. Yeah. Either iTunes or on your mobile device or only on your computer. Or you just open a tab in your browser or whatever it is. Uh, last one is the game design conversations, discussions about your new prototypes, and candid talk about the business side of indie games is probably some of the best podcasting out of all my feeds. That's great to hear. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you very know, comprehensive. It's hard for us sometimes because we don't know how interesting it is for people to listen to <laughs> us to talk. <laughs> exactly. I frankly get tired of listening to myself. And me. And you, well, you tell me often. Yes. <laughs> like, shut up, Matt. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you. Sorry, Jeff. But uh, we're very glad that, uh, you know, people find the information that we have useful. And so it gives us motivation to keep doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, this last part is going to be the shout out section. And I want to put up like a um, uh, disclaimer. Like, I do apologize. We will miss people. And if, uh, if, you're, if you're hurt from it, uh, please do contact me on Twitter and we will totally give you a shout out. Uh, so I apologize in advance. But we're just going to breeze through these. We're going to ping pong them. Uh, just as fast as we can, because this podcast is taking up a big chunk of our day. We got two more to do today. Yeah, uh, which we'll talk about with the continuity thing ah. at the end of the episode to kind of give you a feel for what's next. Uh, but right now we're gonna we're gonna dash through these. So uh, Tokyo Dan mentioned earlier, longtime listener, often comments on the blog, even wrote us an iTunes review. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Yes, I, I gave this one to you specifically. <laughs> I, I know you did. <laughs> Josuya, Josway. Josh? I think you did worse than I did. Maybe. I'm, sh I'm sure we'll find out. I, I actually tried to pronounce it correctly one time, but I've forgotten since then how to pronounce it. But Welcome to my world. Yes. <laughs> Huge supporter all yes. over our forums. Big thanks. Uh, we love your fanaticism. Really appreciate it. Um, Ken, also all over Twitter and our forum, longtime listener, often retweets our Lost Cast post, which that really is, gives us a, a big boost. Uh, really appreciate it. Affordable Desk. Uh, we're pretty sure he listens to the podcast. Although, I can confirm that. Yeah, he commented recently on a oh, recent episode. Yeah, yeah. But he is amazingly helpful in our uh, Steam forum oh my God, and, and like our a, you like know, LDG customer service rep. Almost, it's yeah, it's so helpful. Also trains. Also trains. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rich Davy uh, listens often. Often posts on our blog as well. Longtime listener was even on our show. Super awesome guy. Really appreciate the support. And if you don't know, he uh, makes the phaser. He's Photon framework. Storm. Photon I bet Storm. a lot of our listeners will be like, oh, Photon yeah. Storm. Uh, Joe Huckabee, longtime supporter and listener. He's been a huge help to us. Uh, we appreciate it. You know, Joe, you're the best. Uh, and he's also been on the podcast also as well. Also been on the podcast. That, to this day, is one of our most praised podcasts. That was a great cast. It had a lot of energy. It did. And, you know, it's it's hard to get that feel. Like, we haven't really done so many interviews where people are all in the same room. Joe is a super energetic guy. I love he it. is. He just, he just like, is, uh, you know, vibrating with energy. Yeah. You can see that he's got a lot of, 
the ability to get a lot done. Yeah. Very productive person. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, check out that episode if you haven't heard it. Um, Colin wished us a happy birthday on Twitter recently and Lost Cast listener. Really appreciate it. Aaron is a new listener, tweets at us, and thanks for joining. Phazon, often uh, also Phazon Z on Twitter and the forum. Um, seems like a longtime listener and really supportive. Really appreciate that. Also, he makes sourdough bread. Yeah, and I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, Steve on Twitter, appreciate the thoughts about our prototypes and thanks for listening. Nice. Uh, Daniel from Sun Studios, thanks for listening and for tweeting at us. Uh, Stephen Will, uh, thank you for your ears and for your tweets. Laszlo, thanks for tweeting and for listening. Uh, also, I'm going to do this one. My, li- my wife's parents, uh, Ruth and Stobert, who are always sharing our stuff on Facebook. It's super amazing. I love hearing that kind of support. It really makes me feel good. Yep. Uh, JD, one of my longtime friends, yeah. uh, he's got a new kid, and today is his birthday. Oh, today. So, well, happy ha- birthday. That's right. Happy birthday, JD. Super cool. Uh, David Waller, longtime supporter, uh, backed us on Kickstarter. Um, Favorites us on Twitter, that kind of stuff. Really, really appreciate that. Support. Also, lots and lots of great feedback, like yeah. really super detailed feedback and bug yes. reports. So yeah. that's awesome. Portable desk too. Yeah, as well. Uh, Ryan Davis, Twitter support, much appreciated. It's always nice. He does his own games as well. Yeah, uh, we always like seeing his stuff on Twitter too. Uh, Vice or the Macer, thanks for the tweets. Really appreciate it. Uh, Rui, Pavel, and Josh, thanks for the Facebook likes. Here we go. Cheers, Philip. We mentioned earlier, uh, just longtime listener, huge supporter, really appreciate it. Forum member. Uh, yeah, just big thanks across the board. Yep. Uh, a couple of the forum users, we have Just Incredible. Yep. Which I really like that play on words. It's cool. I, yeah. I love a good pun. Anyways, uh, we, thanks for your support as well as Steve. Elite and Mew, mostly on the forum. Uh, just lots of great content and feedback and just awesome. Yeah. Really appreciate the support. Also, Elite and uh, Desk kind of have this friendship. I don't know if they... We're friends before uh, Lostcast or LDG, but they oh, yeah. they do videos and stuff together. Yeah, let us know on the forum. I'd be interested. And uh, those guys, they should open up their YouTube videos. They that should, could be yeah. a thing. I could see that, you know, like a weekly show or something. Like, hey, Leak versus Desk or whatever. Yeah. Do it. Uh, Warspawn, D12, and The Fisk, thanks for the post on the forums. We really appreciate uh, your involvement in the community. Dan Nagel, longtime listener, working on Rogatron, which is super cool. It's this tool that lets you hack Lava Blade and a Wizard's Lizard. Yeah. Uh, it's so awesome. That's that's really like a goal of a lot of developers to get to the point where they've made something worth hacking. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I cannot tell you how, how good that feels. And it's really cool. It's like well done. Uh, very impressive software. Very good. Yeah. Uh, T2 Norway, resident Lost Cast DJ, uh, requesting <laughs> awesome Joshua Moore songs. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so, again, if we forgot you, because that's it. I do apologize. And you are in our minds, uh, although we didn't show it today. Feel free to express your disgust with me. You can tweet at me. You can comment on the po- podcast. Uh, you can get us on Facebook. Uh, let us know. Uh, let us know you support us, and we will shout out to you. So, uh, I know we missed somebody. I really, I'm really sorry but about we that. But we thank, you know, we'd like to thank everyone that listens to the show, because, you know, everyone that took the survey, and, and even if you didn't take the survey, just thanks for listening. Just because, listening. Yeah. yeah like... Yes, we appreciate the surveys. Yes, the, every single retweet gives us a boost. We love the comments. We love interacting with you. But just being here, that, that is enough. And we do appreciate your time and your ears. And it's not lost on us. Yep. Last but not least, there is a almost like a member of Lost Cast and Lost Decade Games uh, that's kind of hidden away in the shadows. And that's Joshua Morse. Yes. And he's here in spirit on every episode. If you've heard his wonderful tunes at the end, you know how talented and skilled he is. Uh, we really appreciate the music, and um, he's just an awesome guy. Yep, and yeah, technically you're right. He is involved in every Lost cast. Yep, 
whether you hear him or see him or not. Our voices and his music. And uh, on that note, we're going to play you out with uh, one of my favorite songs he's ever done. I've listened to it like a hundred times. It is a super Metroid medley, and it's super long, and I hope you like it. Oh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate all the support. Chip it.
One, two, three. <laughs> LDG. New Zealand, yeah.